Alright, welcome back, welcome back. <clears throat> we are snooze and booze, or snooze and bruise. I can't believe we still haven't decided to. <laughs> uh, snooze and booze. Um, and we've been on a little bit of hiatus. Not that you know, because <laughs> we haven't been up. But we're working on it. We're, we're pretty close, right, to getting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we were still going to do this just because we love it. So screw you guys. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, of course. Um, it's... It's you know not not to complain because we, we live in Southern California and it's known for its weather but today is oh my god it's a, it feels like I'm in Louisiana again yeah, it's you know pretty humidity. bipolar out there yeah uh, rain raining pretty bad in the middle of July and the humidity is pretty high up there but uh, it could be worse so I'm not yeah. let's not complain too bad I guess so. waiting for those tornadoes to kick in you know? yeah that kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah uh, what you gonna call it um, before we start you were telling me a funny story about. Um, well, right now when I went to pick you up, uh, I forgot to put oh. my parking brake on, uh-huh. and it did that thing where like, oh shit, you know, I gotta uh, catch it. But you were telling <laughs> me this when you were a kid or whatever. Uh, yeah, uh, I was at a gas station with my dad, and uh, he wanted to try to go pay. And I'm just hanging out in the passenger seat, and uh, I just see like the shift, and I just start messing with it because I see him drive it all the time. And, you know, like I wasn't even old enough to drive; I was like a kid, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, imitating, you know, going from one to two <laughs> to three to four, hey, and then uh. The car just start, starts moving. I'm just like looking around. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, man. <laughs> then I just see my dad run out of the AMP and like after the car. And then like he gets in and stops it before I like verge off into the street. And I remember like opening the door and I had like my foot. Yeah. Like, trying, trying to, to like, trying to stop it myself. But it was just kind of like dragging. Yeah. And he comes in and he'll say his day. I was like, oh, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, funny, funny visual. How old are you though? <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't like, like a kid kid. You know, I was probably maybe... I want to say, like, maybe middle school. Oh, uh, I was picturing, like, a 10, 11-year-old low for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was just, like, messing around with it. It just didn't even occur to me that it's, like, oh, that's, like, oh, releasing the yeah. brake, you know? Or not just release your brake. Or did you release the brake, or was it in gear? No, actually, yeah, it was, uh, he didn't have the, the brake on. Right, because you just no, put that's it in what gear, it was. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it right. just started moving. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> but luckily, it was, like, a Saturday morning. There wasn't really anybody there, traffic, you know? Uh... But I just remember, like, looking over, and I just see him run out of the AM, PMF, like to keep the car from going out into the street before I hit somebody or somebody hits me. That's pretty funny. Uh, I forgot to put what we're drinking. Today I'm drinking uh, Corona. Oh, hey, I know I got a uh, screwdriver. Yeah. Belvedere vodka. Oh, Belvedere. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I can so, taste the classiness. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, gets, it sticks up your sophisticated little... Uh, whatever gets you drunk. That's how yeah. I do it. <laughs> but some of the class. Yeah, That's absolutely. good. Yeah, <clears throat> what's my cause? So how was the weekend, man? What you? What were you up to? You've been, um, hi- you've been a little bit of hiatus lately, right? Uh, yeah, just um. So you went to Disneyland last week. That's why we didn't do the podcast. Uh, How was that Disneyland in the uh, in the summer? I'm assuming it's too, uh, you know, like. Uh, I mean, it's always crowded. I mean, the weekends are obviously are like the worst times to go, just because you know that's when everybody goes. Yeah. But you know. Like, you know, I have the pass, you know, I go with Christine all the time. So, yeah, that's you know. true. You, you have a, so you have a pass or whatever? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, man, you go a lot. Yeah, um, I don't think I could afford to go yeah. like, just to pay, like... How much pay. is it for, like, a one year or whatever? Uh, the one I have, it's uh, 50 bucks a month. Oh, okay. Oh, so if you use the hell out of it, then I guess, yeah, it's more oh, yeah, than like your I money back. I already used, you know, uh, Yeah, enough to, you're in the, yeah, in, the, in the plus side, I guess, or in the red, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. After the, I mean, because... Admission right now, at least for the park hopper, uh, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! And that's just you know for one day to go from one part to the other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think like the prices are only gonna like keep augmenting. Yeah, I, I think they're making they're... a new structure, a new parking structure there, so they're. But they don't have any money. Well, I can't. Serious. Which we call it? Um, but like speaking of a good week, last weekend was the uh, San Diego Comic Con. Did you? Oh uh, man! You, or have you been all over like YouTube where everything's just thrown at you? Did you get to see all the the cool hidden trailers before they took them down and all that stuff? Uh, I saw the Deadpool one. Yeah, that was, was so very that was awesome. Probably one of the best very ones. Awesome. Yeah, the, the obviously the Batman vs Superman, mm. uh, the Suicide Squad, and the Deadpool were my three favorite ones. Right. Yeah, but uh, I I thought the Deadpool ones. Um, like right away, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But right away, when they come off the gate with him, like, uh, not necessarily breaking the fourth wall, but he, he's already poking a jab at Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing I, I, green. Yes, like, yeah, oh, nothing cool. green or animated. Because those are, like, <laughs> the two biggest gripes with the uh, fanboys saying, like, why do they have to make his fucking mask? Or why, do, you know, everything. Right. Yeah, but I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh, oh was, my God, right away. Um, perfect candidate for Wade Wilson, you know? I I, th- I mean, I thought up until they ruined him in the <laughs> X-Men Origins, like, man, oh, this, the this, Wolverine, is uh-huh. this is just smart-ass, funny... Uh, you know, that's just him. That's just Ryan. It's kind of like the way Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, and that's oh, gotcha. the, the smart-ass like persona. Like, uh, 
uh, kind of very condescending, but not in a necessarily unlikable way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, that's it still I, has like a suaveness, a smoothness. Yeah, to it yeah, yeah. It's where it's like... almost just charming. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. There you go. I, I thought Ryan Reynolds is that he's that character for Deadpool, like just very, very sarcastic, Castic. lawyer eyes, but at the same time, you don't want him to go away. You still right, want him to yeah, stay yeah. around and make those lame ass puns and just a big goof that'll still kick your ass. You exactly. I mean? Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I I love that. Yeah, he's definitely they definitely. Uh, uh, pick the right uh, right casting for this one, I, and yeah. it was all like all like uh, it was from like when he voiced an animated. Did you ever get to that animated feature that they did? Uh, it was like a CGI. It was just a scene which they actually put in the trailer. That scene from when the, the SUV's flipping over. Oh right, right, right. That was actually like there's a, like a two or three minute clip of. Uh, it's starting out the exact same way, except the song is actually uh, "Holla Back Girl" by uh, Oh, is it by really? Stefani, oh, he's nice. singing along to it, and then he jumps down and does this whole thing, and then it was just that, and he voiced it because he really wanted to play Deadpool, and the reaction from the fans on that made the studio change their mind about like, oh, you know, maybe huh. yeah, that kind of thing. So it was really, really, it's cool to see someone like that like grow, you know, like or very, very humble beginnings, you know, grassroots gotcha, type thing, gotcha. and it grows to now we have this huge. It's very anticipated, and it's rated R. I don't know uh, if you knew that, but. But I mean, from the trailer, they're already cussing and like crazy. Oh right, stuff. right. So it's rated R, which is great. You know, that's finally they're not going to limit it. You yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. They're giving it. They're giving its due because uh, what was PG? Oh, like the re- RoboCop remake was PG thirteen. Was it that, really? Yeah, and that kind of like I don't know if you remember the first one. I I I, I actually this is one of those that I, every time it's on, I'm always watching it. The RoboCop. <laughs> um, I think last night. Yeah, we were watching it. A little yeah, bit yeah. of it last night. Um, but RoboCop, it's. So Super violent, <laughs> like just violent as shit. And I don't know if you knew this, but before it was, they they had to cut it to get it to a rated R. It was originally rated oh, wow. like NC NC seventeen, huh? And it, they had to cut it, or actually, I think they didn't have that back then. Uh, so it was X, rated X, rated X back then. So yeah. it, that's how bad it was, and they had to cut it to get it to rated R. And uh, so it's a hard R, you know. But uh, I'm glad they're there's you know everybody knows the rated R movies make less money because you're limiting half your right. audience. But it's good that you want to be faithful to the source material, so they're giving that leeway. You know what I mean? It's it's cool to see like a studio stand behind a product type thing. You know, definitely a first. I mean, you don't really see that. You know, they're always trying to you know uh, try to you know market it where everybody can watch it. But supposedly this was a low budget. I'm not low budget, but like uh, for for a superhero movie, I think it was in the realm of forty million something like that. Oh wow! Which is super. Like you're not spending anything on under a hundred on, on usually on a superhero movie. Hmm. So supposedly that was that was one of those things, you know, where uh, all right, look, we'll give you this much money. You guys do what you do. We won't bug you. And then uh, if you guys make money, I mean, uh, I mean, if you don't make money, whatever. We only spent forty million. Uh, we'll probably break even. If you do, then oh, now <laughs> you know, like oh, <laughs> yeah. this is our plan all along. Right. Of course, fans, especially that kind of thing. Yeah, power yeah. behind the throne type thing. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I- I'm excited for it. Uh, what do you think of the BBB Superman? Very. Uh, it did give it like you know more. Uh, I guess inside it wasn't just like uh, like a teaser trailer. Yeah, because it wasn't right. really a teaser. It was more. No, this like, was an actual well, official yeah. trailer. Yeah. So you know, it gives you more. Like I guess uh, what I w- was really looking forward to just seeing like how they would interact. You know, um, what's gonna be the story? Right. Yeah. You know, like how are they gonna you know like make what's the whole story the, uh, between the you know their yeah, yeah there you yeah. go yeah. for the uh, the rivalry, which is you know that was you know what I really wanted to see mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm, you know, still, like, really anticipating, you know, how they're going to, you know, pull this off, you know, like, like, what's the story going to be like, uh, because obviously neither one of them are going to die. Yeah. You know, um, like, I'm just, like, hoping for, like, a really good story. I'm pretty sure this is one of those things that it's too big to fail, you know, knock on wood, but this is something where everybody involved knows, like... You know, there's some movies that get made, and the actors are like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, oh, oh this shit sucks. But whatever, it's a paycheck. This is one of those things they know they cannot fail. Like, every single act, every extra, every uh, cinematographer, every, you know, uh, assistant director involved in knows, like, we can't make this shitty. It's right. too much depending on us. Gotcha. And not just that, not just that on the fact, like, making a good product. It, it too much is depending on us on the fact that this is really the backbone for the DC universe. DC really hasn't been able to counter to Marvel in the way that Marvel has given fans, like, a formulaic hmm. movie. Usually, the only really successful films in the DC universe have been only the Nolan universe. Um, other than that, you're not really getting pe- uh, things that compete with... Uh, with uh with Marvel on, mm-hmm. on I can't think. so this is DC's first chance to like this is your chance to open up a whole new universe gotcha because you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they all interact and they're all and they're all like oh you know behind the scenes on Ant Man oh you're gonna see the Falcon and even he was in the Avengers or something oh, like nice. that you know like you're, or 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 Captain America oh you're gonna see a nod to Nick Fury who was in you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a big universe thing uh, big parts 
And uh, this is really DC's first version of that. You haven't had that anywhere else in DC movie. They've all been standalone by themselves. Right. And so this is something like, it's too big to fail. We cannot, we cannot let this down. And so far they're doing justice. I'm, I'm glad that for the most part this shut everybody up about the Ben Affleck, the Batfleck thing. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. Um, I remember, I'm not kidding, I've had this conversation like when I was a kid. I remember thinking, uh, when Dogma came out actually in 98, uh-huh. it was right around the time that Daredevil came out. And I remember saying, like, damn, you know what? Like, Ben Affleck would be either the perfect Batman or Superman. He has that. And I remember saying that, like, he has the perfect chin. He has the perfect shoulders. He's a great height. And, and I remember just seeing him in Dogma when there's this part where he does this Gary Oldman-ish thing when he tells Matt Damon to, like, reveal his wings. Oh, yeah, yeah, Do it. And I was like, damn, that's intensity. I could see him playing Batman, you know? I remember, like... Uh, dr- uh, like uh, dream casting, he would have been mines, you know. Oh yeah. yeah and uh, yeah. like, who would have freaking thought? Like, uh, ten years later, I get, uh, you know, you get it, you know, or not even ten, like fifteen years later or something like that, right? Yeah. Seventeen years later, so wow. Ninety-eight, yeah. So who would have thought? You know, like that kind of thing. But it, and it's really, like I said, the most part, it's eh, man, it, he's more than living up to the expectation. This is really the this is really a comic movie brought to life, and especially because I know that the source material so well. A lot of it's based on the Dark Knight Returns. You know, the comic book from Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think... Oh, Gal Gadot, too. Another one I think shut a lot of people up. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping... Yeah, she looks absolutely fantastic. She looks great. She's... That scene, it's kicking ass, yeah, man. It's good. The only one who actually didn't... Uh, the one who reversed... Who, I was more sold on him before I saw him was Jesse Eisenberg as Lick Luther. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you... What did you think about... Actually, because I remember before before I saw him anything do anything, I was like, yeah, I, actually, you know, I was thinking of him in The Social Network. Right, right, right. Where he says something like, um, fine, you have minimum of my attention you know go like that like where he's oh, just yeah, very yeah. Sh- very condescending very shuts everyone out out right. very very like too smart smartest guy in the room type thing right? yeah, yeah definitely like damn you know like i could see him being next to the i actually i didn't see that in this film with this time what did you think uh, i mean like yeah when i think of it, when i picture him i just picture like social network or um what else did he do was now he you see me was kind of ish of that kind of thing yeah he did have that and actually he said that like mm-hmm. the first rule of magic always be the smartest, smartest guy in the room, room. Yeah. so he, he's always gonna have that mm-hmm. to me so i mean maybe you know like after watching him there's just gonna give like this you know like maybe not like a typecasting thing mm-hmm. but maybe he just has his natural ability to just play characters like that you know yeah. very very well yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's I I I still have my hopes out for him. But this one definitely just gave me a like, oh okay, maybe it's not the Luther that I thought he was gonna do. But then again, it's only like three minutes of film. You know, he was only like thirty seconds of it. So right. So I'm still I'm still convinced he could pull off that cool, smarter than you condescending kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely. what I see as Lex Luthor. I can see that. You know. Yeah. What else? Suicide Squad. What do you think of the, this one? Oh man. I thought I I I've not seen anywhere like on the news that many negative reviews about the Joker anymore. I think because at first people were really, really iffy, but I think for the most part, Jared Leto's, t- it's something completely different, so you don't right. have to, like, oh, he's not better than he- Lee Hedger. Well, he's not doing he's not, Lee right. Hedger. He's not doing that. He's Because the, the same thing was said about uh, Heath Ledger at the beginning, too. I don't know if you remember, but they're like, oh, he's going to play the Joker? What? No, Nick right. is the best. And then you, you come out and you're thinking, like, he's playing a whole new take on it. It doesn't have to be right. better or worse. He's playing a different version of the Joker. Right. Which, for comic book fans, is awesome because one of the one of the best graphic novels of all time is, is called Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, um, one of the psychiatrists is explaining how the Joker is some kind of super <laughs> super sanity type thing where, like, the, 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 disorder, the disorder that he has specifically... He reinvents himself every day or whenever he chooses. Like, like his subconscious, like every few months, he'll create a new persona. Huh. So that's why sometimes you get the 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 prankster clown that more you get more in the cartoons or something. Okay, but they're just kind of explaining it. Sometimes you get a prankster clown. Sometimes you get a murderous psychopath. Sometimes you get just a comedian. Sometimes you get a bank robber. Uh, with master plans, you know, but it, he reinvents his persona every day, and it's kind of a super sanity that they call it. Huh. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect way to explain it. And that also is a perfect way to like make everything in canon. Well, like, oh, well, that Joker was he was just he was that kind of he's Cesar Romero for 1966. Yeah, 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 he was that he was that for a few months, you know, or a few years, whatever. Right. And then he changed his persona, and then he became a gangster version, like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, you know, that, definitely in the and, Tim Burton. Yeah, so I love the fact that we're getting different hmm. versions of the Joker. I love that. And I like I said, Jared Leto's, I think he's playing more, like, obviously Heath Ledger was an anarchist type guy. Right. Uh, Jared Leto is, is uh, I think he said he's playing the psychopath type uh, Joker. You know what I mean? Okay. Something where just, 
it's completely epic crazy but i like his version i like his take I, I don't mind it at all you know yeah i mean like seeing it you know i guess like before you know just like the teaser trailer you didn't really know what to expect but even before that they just had like the leaked photos yeah so it's just kind of like oh this guy's doing this yeah i mean i think if you're a jared leto fan like you can appreciate him as like, a very good actor even if you're not he's a fan awesome. he, yeah exactly what i was gonna say he's just such a great actor yeah he, you know he, absolutely and then uh like same thing like you said you know they don't know what to expect it's like oh this guy's doing that he's never yeah. gonna be like Top. I guess, yeah, uh, but, Heath Ledger's performance. But, I'm, you know, not to take it away from Heath Ledger, because, because his performance, man, some there's some parts where it just brings me to tears, like, damn, he's good. Damn, <laughs> he fucking nailed it. There's some <laughs> stuff where he says, uh, like, specifically at the end when he's, have, you know, he's kind of upside down and Batman's, and they're kind of going oh, back right, and right, forth. Oh, right, right, right. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is exactly what I picture in my head. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's everything he's saying is like, oh, I'm you and me are destined to do this forever. Yeah, right. You know that kind of thing. Or this is what happens. Is that a, me, oh, before before us meets an immovable object? And he's like, uh, you see, sanity is like gravity. It just needs a little put. Like, dude, like these lines are quotable quotables. You know <laughs> that kind of thing. So Timeless, I just like, man. yeah, yeah, that performance. Yeah, but I'm not looking that from Heath Ledger. I'm not looking at it like oh, right, Oscar-winning right. performance. But he's definitely doing something unique and different, and it's applaudable. He's doing something really cool, and it's a cool new take on him. Right. And I like it, and I like it a lot, you know? So, yeah. should be cool to see. I think, like, that's what people needed, you know? Yep. Because, I mean, I guess I maybe just, like, generally people see something like, ah, oh, like, he's never going to top this guy. But yeah. then they see it, yeah. you know, just like, you know, his little yeah. clips that he had, and it's like, oh, like... like yeah. After like I guess seeing it, you can actually you know give some perspective. Like, Don't worry oh, about topping oh. it; just enjoy hit exactly. what it is. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice the Batman cameo in the Suicide Squad trailer? Uh, uh, there's a part where he's on top of the. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Wasn't he? Uh, was that like a suit? Like was that supposed? To, was that actually him? Uh, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, they they had leaked photos of uh, of Ben Affleck in Canada where they were filming the Suicide Squad. Oh right, right. And like he has like a cameo in it because um, it's, it's a shared universe. I mean, actually, right away, you know, Amanda Waller, uh, she, uh, I think the first thing, uh, one of the first things she says is, uh, Superman started something. You know, all these guys are coming out of the woodwork now, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. So, it's, it's, like I said, you know what I was talking about, like, this, uh, Batman v Superman is really, uh, DC's first shared universe thing now. Okay. So, they're taught, they're, they're, they're starting to, you know, Suicide Squad's already in there, the Wonder Woman stand on, like, they're, it's, it's just the beginning of a shared universe, which is amazing. Right. I, I mean, yeah, I, I right something to look Marvel. forward to. They're ten years later than Marvel, but at the same time, uh, uh, but with movies they were ten years earlier too. Yeah, the same right. time with the original. But but really, Marvel really hit the head nail on the head. They their shared universe thing. Uh, they ha that hadn't been done really before. You know what I mean? You kind of got it, but other uh, they're really shitty Marvel movies. I don't know if you remember the original Captain America movies or the original Fantastic Four. Or uh, you know Fantastic that? was that the who was in it? I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, Owen McGruff? No, no, no. I'm talking about from like the early 90s. Early 90s? Yeah, late 80s. Yeah. It, no, those not. Re really, remember. really bad. <laughs> Just like paper cut, like stuff, you know, pay, uh, cookie cutter type storylines. Stuff that just did not like, uh, it, it was almost like, fuck you fans. Honestly, even the, I re actually, I really enjoyed the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. But um, but it wasn't. It's not as good as the other uh, ones. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking. Oh, you uh, mean? Are you still talking about the old one? Yeah. Like oh. the, I actually enjoyed Dolph Lundgren Punisher, but it wasn't really like a Punisher story. It was basically like um, oh, a cop's revenge story, and they just stuck the Punisher name. Like to it. okay, like a your typical Dolph Lundgren movie with yes, just like a. But let's stick him. Let's give him a character name, oh, okay, the Punisher, gotcha. and let's stick Marvel on it. You know that kind of oh, thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But uh, uh, what else was back then? I think really, uh, you know, I've, you've heard me say this before, but underrated uh, Blade really was the first Marvel film that kind of um, because Blade came before X Men and came before Spider Man, which no X Men Spider Man revamped the whole. This is what gave Superman because you got to keep in mind at this point the superhero genre nobody wanted anything to do with. <laughs> because of Batman and Robin, right? You know the last oh, okay. Batman and Robin gotcha. movie. So they're like, they're done. We can't make movies like this anymore. And they're <laughs> shitty. And like I said, Marvel hasn't had a hit, you know, because they were making pretty much Batman and Robin back then with lame ass, cheesy ass Captain America movies gotcha. in the past four. <laughs> so really, like Blade was the first badass superhero comic that wasn't really like a, a capes, tights and capes type thing. Right, was, right, right. You know, Blade was a badass. And uh, and if you know the comic, he's really really. Uh, it was pretty you're pretty true to the comic. And then I always I always uh, I always get a little like oh you know you got to give Blade his props when people give the Matrix too much credit. Matrix came in '99, and they were oh. they were they were credited with the CGI, 
Uh, I mean, excuse me, the uh, the slow bullet time. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. But Blade did it first. Blade did do it first. Uh, Matrix was credited with the, the action fighting scenes to like kind of like the techno kind of music in the background. Oh, okay. Like different kind of fighting scenes, which right. looks cooler. Blade did that first. Oh, yeah, the ra- the yeah. Well, whatever that was, that party scene with like the blood. And yeah, the- yeah, Blade, Blade for sure uh, did that first. And... Um, and I always like to give a little bit more credit than it, than it gets, you know, because it do, it deserves it, but it wasn't as big as a hit as The Matrix, obviously, so there people are going to acknowledge that. But Blade there first, and then, like I said, I think uh, X-Men was in 2000, and then Spider-Man 2001, if I remember correctly. The first one? The first uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man? Yeah. If I remember my timeline, it, it was, like, in that order. And uh, and those were the ones that were huge hits, and that, and you know, and that's how you get the revamp, the re of the the the, uh, the whole franchise, you know, right. of the Marvel super superhero uh, move franchise. And then after that, like I said, DC kind of died down. They tried something with uh, Superman Returns, but the movie was kind of hit or miss. And then it wasn't until Nolan came back. But it's still you're still not getting shared universes, you know. Oh, okay. So everything's just still isolated. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was with the first Iron Man movie that was the first movie of the shared universe thing that really, really started hitting. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, like I said, they they did something right for a long time. I mean, just look at fucking comic who would have ever thought like if you would have told me 10 years ago that San Diego Comic Con is going to be the biggest thing where superstar actors are going before this is where you'd go to find the coolest writers and, and uh, artists you know oh, okay. like oh we're going to be a com- you'd find- I don't know if you remember Wizard Magazine are you familiar with Wizard Magazine is that the video game magazine from yeah, way back well then? it's a comic book magazine oh, okay. but sometimes they have video games on there oh, okay. but like yeah they would always promote oh so and so writers and, and artists are going to be at this Wizard uh, Wizard Con or Whatever, or they're gonna be at the big one, San Diego. Oh, Stan Lee might even show up. That kind of thing. Oh, that's, nice. that's who you're expecting to get back in the day, ten years ago, twenty years ago. And you, if you would have told me like ten years ago, like holy shit, like San Diego Comic Con is literally sold out months before ahead of time, and all the biggest stars are now there. Like nerds have taken over the world. What <laughs> since when? Like it's that. Game we're shit. overdue. Yeah, yeah. The meek shall inherit the earth. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, but it, but it, it's that kind of thing. Now you're finding like that's it, it, the whole hipster culture now is becoming more popular. Everything like that, you know. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it though. I mean, I, I mean, you know, me being a, a geek for a while, I mean, uh, a fanboy, I guess. I don't know if I consider myself a geek, but definitely like a comic book fanboy. Gotcha. I, I, you know, it's like it's cool. It's good to see that. But it's kind of like um, like when the Kings, you know, the big LA Kings fans, uh, when mm-hmm. they won their first Stanley Cup. Like we used to go to literally like at least a game a week because tickets are just so cheap. You know, <laughs> nobody wanted to go see hockey in LA. Who gives a shit? And then as soon as they won the cup, like the next year, um, we tried to buy tickets. And I'm like, why $40 for the nosebleeds? Man, we used to play 10 bucks for these last year. What the fuck? So we started going to less games because they were more expensive. expensive right? So that's kind of the whole thing with the San Diego Comic-Con thing now. Or any Comic-Con. You're like, oh, why? They're sold out months in advance. What the fuck? Who cares about comics nowadays? You know, but <laughs> obviously it's not like that, you know. But I guess it's just like the next big thing. There's always something, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's not the thing, like today, like at some point or other, tomorrow or yeah. week after. But it's good. I'm glad. Like I want more Kings fans and I want more comic book fans. You know, it's a good. It'll thing, yeah. catch on. Yeah. Gotta okay. keep it going, you know. Yeah. Maybe next year that'll be us though. You know, oh man, that's the plan. You know, our friends. The word. Yeah. No shit. Our friends at uh, uh, Epic Comic Cast, that comic book cast. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're telling me they got they were able to. You just gotta apply once you have your podcast or whatever uh, established. You just gotta apply for a press pass, and that's like, oh my god, that's his dream come true. That kind of thing. And it's funny because earlier today they released their podcast for the review of San Diego Comic Con, and they were oh, just yeah. like geeking out. And it's funny to see like it's funny and great to hear like fans geeking out about stuff like they're like I would geek out about them but they're geeking still they're still regular people so they're right. geeking out about regular shit too so oh, it's like oh, dude I'm right th- we're in the same boat you know yeah. like I think yeah so it's pretty cool yeah that definitely um, uh what else new? have you seen uh Ant-Man yet no I haven't seen Ant-Man alright we'll skip it I won't ruin it for you but it's good stuff yeah um yeah. I uh, saw something online where uh they found a way that they incorporated Doctor Strange Ooh. it's like I a little know, tidbit well, shit. I didn't want to read it just because yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, just like I might have to go back and read it again because I might have missed it. I gotta see those Easter egg reviews. Oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. always that. But yeah, I don't want to like look into anything until yeah. I watch it. Just so I don't want to ruin any plot. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. And I went in there already knowing kind of like it's not a because it's not a regular comic book movie. It's actually like a uh, like a heist movie. Hmm. Like an Ocean's Eleven type movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. And uh, so I went there with that. Like, man, this that that's actually pretty original for because usually uh, they're all formulaic. All comic movies are formulaic. But this one was like, oh shit, it's actually like uh, it builds up to a heist type thing, and it's very very like, oh man, that's a uh, that's a clever idea. 
and it's a, it's, a, it's really excuse me they, they did it in a really cool way uh, I got you know I'm not gonna ruin it say any more about it but Michael Pena I remember seeing the trailer for it and I was like man like he's a really good actor why why would he resort to like going back to the typical oh okay like the, the token call, guy yeah co- token Hispanic guy or Mexican guy like they call him the usual suspects the, uh, it's, and it's like my buddy used to work in the industry he says you, you go apply and they usually got like uh, nothing but uh, um, they line up a bunch of Mexicans and a bunch of black dudes, and it's like okay, we're gonna we're casting gang members. Um, go ahead and pick your lineup. Who who you think would be right in the movie? And that's how they do it. Oh, I see. And, uh, um, and he was one of those guys yeah, that came from there. Uh, like a Danny. Oh, well, who's the the the? We need a B level Danny Trejo. You know, let's, oh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, let's let's bring him out. That kind of thing. And he was used to start out like that, and I and I thought he'd establish himself, which he did. He established himself as a regular actor, Michael Pena. Like, oh, he's good. He, he can, he's on his own, stand alone. Um, and then I saw, and I was soft on the trailer. I was like, oh, it's kind of disappointing. But I see the movie. He is usually it's funny because he took Paul Rudd's position. Paul Rudd, every time you see him in a movie, he's the most likable guy. He, everything he says is so funny. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, just like any movie he's in, he steals the, he steals the scene. This was Michael Pena this time. Oh, no way. Every every scene he was in, uh, you just got a big smile on your face. Like, man, <laughs> this guy's tight. You know, this guy's oh, so funny. Man, that's he's so good. good. Yeah, so I got to give props. Uh, definitely props to that. He made the right decision, right right choice for this. Uh, uh, that's all I'll say about it, man. So you see it again, and then we'll do like a review on it. Or whatever. Yeah, it sounds good. Gotta catch up on all these movies, man. I was watching this uh, fan film theory. Like, uh, I forgot the channel. I'll send you the link to it. But it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. They, uh, you know, just li- you know, <laughs> like we do, overanalyzing bullshit. <laughs> and they did one on Beauty and the Beast. And, oh, okay. And I thought it was really, really cool because if this is one of the first, like, oh yeah, I thought of that, or uh, oh yeah, I can't see that. Yeah, oh that makes sense. This is one of the first, like, holy shit, <laughs> I think they're right. <laughs> or like completely, like, it just I think catches it's, you out of left field. Yeah, and... like oh, let's. That's, that's not even a fan theory. They're, this is fact. Like everything they present, like here's my evidence. Like case closed, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they talk about how in the beginning, um, you know, they're telling the story, like they're reading from the storybook, but it's really like a what do they call it? The paint uh, stained glass. Oh, right, yeah, right. if you remember it too. Are you, do you remember it that kind of well? Or yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I remember. That's a simple story. Um, and then, like, the old lady comes to him, and, and you know, the, the guy, the kid, or well, the, the prince. King. Oh, yeah, whatever, uh, the prince. Right. Like, refuses because she's old and ugly mm-hmm. or whatever. Haggard. Yeah, haggard. haggard. And and she tries to say, oh, I'll give you a rose. Let me stay, right? And then he's like, no, no, that kind of thing. And then she said, and then, obviously, she turns into a beautiful sources, and she's like, because you judge me, I'm like, that kind of thing. Um, you'll be a beast till you're 21. That kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, 20, 21st birthday was when the rose petal will fall. And then um, they jump to the Be My Guest song where um, one of the lyrics in the song is we've, something we've been here for 10... Uh, we've been this way for 10 years. La, 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 la. Some mm-hmm. of the lyrics. So, so then they, they start doing the math. And that means they've been that way. The curse has been on them for 10 years. So that means if you... Uh, and the the... The rose hasn't fallen yet, so he is not twenty-one yet. So he's at least twenty. So okay. That means he was ten years old. Ten years old. Well, or at least ele- at the most eleven. But he's pre- pretty much ten years old when he the curse was put upon him. So that means you got this old like homeless lady basically knocking at the door in the middle of the night, and a ten-year-old kid answers the door, and of course he's gonna like no stranger danger. So it, like <laughs> completely changes the whole outlook. Like huh. oh no shit. He's not a bad guy. He's just a little kid who's going to see some old shady lady and trying to refuse her service. And then they talk about how it should have been the butler dancer the door in the first place, you know, the clock. Uh-huh. So uh, that's his bad. <laughs> so that's his bad. But the huh. fact that the little kid's answering the door at 10 years... It's like my daughter who's 10. Answering the door in the middle of the night, because they say that in the middle of the night she came. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night and refusing to let some homeless woman, <laughs> crazy homeless woman in, because she wants to give him a flower. Like, no, this kid is totally justified. That's fucked up. And then they, they talk about how... Um, um, what else? For... for um, after years, he basically, like, he's about to go to puberty. Now he's a beast. Of course he's going to shut himself. So he's basically closeted or on home house arrest by himself. So it completely changes his psychology. So he has no, he's arrested de- development. Oh, gotcha. He has no idea how to re- act around regular people because ever since he's been 10, 11 years old, he's locked himself away and hasn't wanted to have any interactions. He looks like he's a werewolf, you know, he looks like a werewolf for a beast. Hmm. So so when he finally sees an adult, another adult female, or how, of course he's going to act all aggressive and 
Like, he doesn't know how to act. He's, right. he's never been around people. It's not his fault, basically. Like, this totally, like, freaking cunt of a hair lady just put a curse on a 10-year-old kid because the kid was mean to her because he, because all he knows is Stranger Danger. Right. So it's just, like, completely changed the outlook of the movie. The, the bad person in the movie is the witch, is the sorceress or whatever, you know? Not It's not the beast's fault at all, you know? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just one of those things. Very interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. Holy shit, this is the first one that's not even like, oh, that's interesting. No, this is like, damn, they're right. <laughs> but then you think about, like, all the characters all, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she, she also curses them for a little kid not wanting, you know, that whole thing. So it's really like the who is the huh. really antagonist, who's the real antagonist here. And then don't even get me started on the already fan films about how in any other Disney movie, Gaston is the hero. Uh, you know, Gaston is the typical uh, hero. You know, he's boastful, he's uh, the prideful, and alpha male. Al- yeah, alpha male kind of bullshit. Yeah, in, in every other Disney movie, he'd be the hero, except for this one, where they force him to be. They force him into look, make him look like the antagonist. And he, and keep in mind, he is the only one in the whole um, village that wants to get with Belle, and everybody else kind of shuns her away. That right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that that leads into that one, but that that was that wasn't a different fan theory I, oh, I, yeah. I read. Yeah. It's just all like the perspective, or I guess like the context. I'm sorry. Yeah. The context of the whole yeah. situation. Yeah, but for sure, I was. It made me look at Beast the whole different way. Like, holy shit, he's right. Like, Beast is not. It's not. He's not a twenty-one-year-old jerk who's judging people on the outside. No, he's a little kid, so it's completely different. You know. Huh. I would put it like that perspective. Yeah. What's up, Tommy? My son Tommy's joining us. What's up, buddy? What do you need? Um, nothing. I'm just watching you do the podcast. Oh, okay, cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's hot, huh? What do you think about the weather these days? Hot. It's really, yeah, it's really hot, and it's, sometimes it's really rainy. Yeah, yeah, lately it's been a little bit, it's yeah. out of character for summer and for California, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's too humid and all that. What have you been doing with your summer now that you're in summer vacation? Just watching TV. Yeah? you. It's weird when I'm watching, like, a show with you, and a commercial comes on for, like, some jewelry shit or some kind of, like, uh, bail bonds, and you're quoting me the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> like, What? Like every time you like, or the insurance commercials, and you're, you're word for word, you're you're quoting everything on like like that's how I know you watch way too much TV, man. <laughs> what was uh was it in the first Judge Dredd, uh, Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone, or which that's one? That's Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. What, there was a oh, one the, part, the, the, yeah, where they're like in the car or whatever, and yeah. then oh, I love this one, Benjamin Pratt's character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish there was an Oscar Mayer. We needed that one. Yeah, like, yeah. they they play show commercials as like they would be songs. Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's just so this. weird. I I, I want to know that story. How did that come to be? Yeah, it sounds interesting. It's like yeah. I like the concept just because you know back then it was like what? Like, I want you to explain to me how those became the on the airways, and I want to explain to me the three seashells in the bathroom. How do you use those three <laughs> seashells? That's what I want to know about that movie. Also, the thing that always like bugged me about that movie specifically uh, was like, it's just a super clean society, right? Mm-hmm. It's super, it's a futuristic moral, morality of morals, right? That kind of thing. Everything is really high notch with it. Uh, what do you call it? Utopian yeah, almost? Well, uh, not exactly because there's still like... Yeah, I would say more... Shit, mom was dystopian. But well, anyways, it's like everybody's like you got freaking uh for cuss you got ticket for cuss words. That's how high level morality. Works. Very Singapore. Almost like you're living in the Vatican type thing. So when he gets the wrong number, what's the first thing you see in Demolition Man? You see a naked girl. Like, oh, I'm sorry, wrong number. That is the most like gratuitous nudity. There was no need for that. Like, there's obviously wouldn't happen in real life or in that future's real life. You know, you're not gonna see a naked girl calling you with the wrong number because that's not the kind of future it is. You know, it's right? Supposed to be a highly moral, whatever. Did you do you remember that part? <laughs> uh, not exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, like. Thinking about it, like a lot of '80s movies were like that. Oh it's yeah, just like yeah. but that's what I'm saying. For that's, no particular reason. That's but I get one of those it, that's know? for sure, like 100. That didn't even that doesn't that only does not fit the story. It goes completely against the story <laughs> that you're trying to set up. You know, right? That part I was like, why would they throw it in there? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it has to have a purpose. It's just unless it's really just like oh, like they're just. Make it rated R or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that part I always remember. Like what? Like I mean, obviously as a kid, lots of like, oh yes, titties, and then you <laughs> get to see titties, titties. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah, but I remember watching it as you grew up older and you're overanalyzing everything. Like what the fuck? Why is this in here? Remember? What's the point of that? Oh yeah. What what other eighties movies did you like or cheesy ass? Well, I mean, I don't know about cheesy, but like even to this day, uh, Naked Gun. Oh, but that's kind of. Just because, uh, like you know, like but they're, at the, they're purposely supposed to, you know, they're they're parody movies, though. 
I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's just like that style of comedy. I don't know what it's called, which has always been like my favorite. Uh, just because like there's just some random scenes in there where it's just like, like why is there a naked lady? Not that I, like anybody minds really. <laughs> But it was just one of those, like, looking back at it now, it's like, oh, like, why do 80s movies, like, do that? They just throw it in there. It's just, like, whatever. Like, usually there's, like, no, like, real purpose for it. It's not, like, oh, it actually adds to the story or it's supposed to, like, you know, make a point. It's just kind of thrown in there. But, uh, yeah, even uh, up until part three, I think, that one came out, like, in 94. That one's a little bit different than the first two. Three and a half? Uh, 33 and one third. Oh, yeah. 33 and one third, yeah. Like, it was so good, you know? Yeah. But it it had a different element to it. It wasn't like uh, part one and part two. Those were, you know, written very similar. I think, like, it's the same, like, writers that they had. Which mm. one was the initial one? Oh, uh, Loaded Weapon? Loaded Weapon. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's what it was, yeah. The same. Weapon. I'm thinking it might have been the same uh, writers, but... Th th that happened around the same time with the Charlie Sheen and the, uh, the Hot Shots, right? So they were both uh, doing dirty movies around that time? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Like, Loaded Weapon 1, obviously, you know, um, was a... Oh, man, it's like slipping my mind. Danny Glover, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like, Lethal what? Weapon? Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Dang, I can't believe it. I forgot it. That was on last night. Um, not last night. Or yesterday or the day. Hold on. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go for it. But, um... Yeah, uh, Loaded Weapon, man. Like, I haven't seen that movie in so long, but even, like, before I saw, like... Well, I mean, I think I had seen it, but, like, I just saw Loaded Weapon, not as, like, a parody, where it's like, hey, they're making fun of all these movies. I just thought it was, like, a really funny movie, movie, you know? <laughs> but then after watching it, it's like, hey, like, I remember that you from this other that, movie, right? you know? Yeah. Like, but at first, it wasn't we like were, that, you know? We were watching uh, Lethal Weapon, uh, I think it was two yesterday, in the daytime, and uh, um, the part I kept telling her, because Jackie has, hadn't seen those movies, and I just remember shit like that from, you just remember those lines that stick with you or the dialogue. And I remember in the first one, it was nothing but saxophone solos in the background <laughs> to every fucking scene that didn't even apply. And in part two, I remember electric blues guitar was the thing. Like it was just like there were scenes where it was literally like there was a riot scene that like, where the people are protesting, right? Uh huh. And they have it like it's some kind of sad like uh, retirement sex. Like the music sounds like it's applying to like a retirement. Really sad. They're going through some shit, and it's literally like that doesn't even apply. Like they're not even trying anymore. They're like mixing and mixing. It was, it was just really, really funny. Huh. Um. What was it? What was that? Oh, uh, have you ever seen Silence of the Hams? Yes, yes. Uh, oh. That's, uh, uh, um, fuck, what's his name? En Ennio, some, Ennio Grigio. I, I forgot his name. Uh, that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, oh, Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, like, awesome movie, you know, like, I think that one was a little more obvious in the sense that obviously they're, you know, uh, uh, parroting uh, Psycho Yeah Yeah So I mean It wasn't really But I was still pretty young When I saw it Like At the very latest Probably junior high But still yeah. You know I had seen enough movies Where it's like Oh you know I know that they're Making fun of it Or whatever But yeah. I just thought Even like Not like Overanalyzing everything Not like now You know Back then I could Just like watch Enjoy movies it for Because I just it. like yeah, it you know? absolutely And I just really like That type of comedy you know, I love that type of humor It's weird that you bring that up Because I find it very Um like, I'm barely getting to that point where I can enjoy something just to enjoy it. I can take myself out of it where I don't have to overthink something. Um, because for a long time, it was like, I don't know if it's like competition or with myself or the whole thing. I, go, oh, I want to be the one to spot. If I'm watching it with somebody, like, oh, did you notice this part? Or did you really get what they were really trying to say? <laughs> right, right. They're, I'm doing that kind of bullshit, you know, like where I just, uh, I had a need to like, oh, well, well if you guys notice, this is what's really going on, right? <laughs> That kind of bullshit. And I, like, finally been to the point where, like, yes, I can notice that. But at the same time, I can separate myself from that and just enjoy a movie for just to enjoy okay. a movie, you know? That's why I think... Actually, that's why I think I can enjoy stoop really, like, this movie's dumb as shit. But I can really enjoy it, you know, just because... Even though it's really, really bad type thing. And not just enjoy it because it's bad for bad movies. Because that's some Nicholas Cage Calvary's <laughs> awesomeness. Oh. I'm talking about, like, uh, shit, what's a good example? Oh, okay, like, some of the Twilight movies. Uh, they're really bad mm. movies, but oh, sometimes right. I can just take myself out of it, and I'm like, oh, okay, some some of these parts are cool. Right. And then there's some very, really bad scenes that just throw me back in there, like, oh, so, no, yeah, no, you're pushing it. Yeah, you're yeah. Pushing yeah. It. I'm, I'm trying like, to like I'm it. I'm trying to. <laughs> 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 yeah, that kind of thing. Tara Moon, Alice. 
Mm. No, I get what you mean. Nah. There's always going to be like those uh, comfort movies, you know? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know, how good it is or bad it is or if it won, like, any Oscars. Like, it doesn't. Like, I just know that, like, I can watch this movie, like, like until the end of time, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to be an old man. I, like, I remember, like, watching this when I was, like, in high school. And it's still, like, one of the greatest movies ever to me. And there's, like, vice versa that applies. Like, uh, kind of going back to touch on the, the superhero theme. Because there's movies I saw now that are acclaimed for being, like, oh, like... They changed the way we see, like, but you look back at the original Richard Donner Superman movies, and they're pretty shitty. <laughs> oh, from the uh, 70s? Yeah, uh, with Christopher Reeves. Uh, they're not that they're not that good. Um, just really, like, I know I'm watching a Superman movie, but he's really turning back the end of the world to go back in time. Really, uh, you know, that kind of shit. Then the whole point where, like, he struggles to lift something... Uh, either you, once you get past a few hundred tons, you can do it or you can't. Why is this going to be like, oh, I'm struggling, it's 100 tons, but if it was like 99 tons, you wouldn't be struggling? Like, oh, okay, you know I got you. Kind of, I got There's you. a lot of stuff where just like, oh, come on, man. You're pushing it, man. I can, we're not all kids watching this movie, you know, that kind of thing. But, I mean, well, I guess back then, besides Superman, like, what other... There I mean, wasn't, yeah, there really wasn't. Uh, so it was, Batman, I mean, that's about as close as it can. And now that you mentioned, like, you know, just really bad movies. Yeah. I forgot the movie, but uh, they were. I remember uh, Batman and Robin, uh, Fred Ward. Yeah. Or was it Bird Ward? Bird Ward. Yeah. Bird Ward. Fred Ward is uh, kick, uh, Tur- Tremors. <laughs> oh, God. That was him, though. No, that's he, not Bird Ward. Uh, and uh, Robin? He wasn't Robin? No, it was man. Bird Ward? Bird Ward is okay, Robin. Okay, Way different. <laughs> okay, it's just the words that threw me off. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I remember they were like over the ocean in like some helicopter or something, and uh, there's this. Uh, the, bat, the, the shark. Is it the shark, yeah, right? Yeah. That's from Batman Six. That's from the actual Batman movie. Right, the yeah. movie, the movie. Yeah. But then, like, he just looks in his utility belt, and he apparently has like shark repellent. No, common, common, common mistake. It wasn't the shark repellent wasn't in his utility belt. It was in the bat helicopter where they had the thing. And Robert Robin was it flying the helicopter, got it from. I'm super geeking right now. <laughs> got it from the holster of the helicopter okay. and threw it down to Batman. But it it didn't actually come from his utility belt. It came oh, from the, I just had that. Always came, had that. Yeah, I man. know. It came from the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And it not only was there shark repellent, there was manta ray repellent. <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, what's that, Barracuda repellent? Like, what? <laughs> so stupid. But those movies, I didn't get this till way later because I remember watching those. They did the reruns after the success of 89 Batman. Mm-hmm. Do you remember them doing the reruns as a kid on, like, whatever? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I remember, I, I'm like, oh, this Batman is fucking awesome. And I thought he kicked ass. And then you look at it when you're an adult. And you're like, oh, no, so, you didn't kick ass at all. He was hilarious. <laughs> and, like, you listen to interviews with Adam West, and he's like, yeah, it was like an inside joke. Like, no, duh, this is dumb. Like, they're, they're kind of going with, it was the Tommy Wiseau thing. Oh, okay, I don't know yeah. if it was on purpose or not, but I believe him that it was on purpose. That they were trying to do, like, a, it's for kids, and for the adults, it's a wink of the eye type of thing, you know? Like, I got you. Yeah, like, like this is so, retar- you know, over the top. Uh, you know, like, this isn't serious, right? It's like... Right, yeah, right. It was almost, was actually, I think he compared himself to, like... <laughs> I think he compared his entire Batman performance to, um... Uh, Star Trek. Original Star Trek. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Oh, um... Uh, Priceline, uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shackner. William oh, Shackner. William Shackner. There you go. The William Shackner's performance, where it's just like, huh, are you in the joke or not? Because this sucks. Your acting sucks, but that kind of thing. Yeah, so it, he compared it to that. So um, I, I always thought, like, oh, okay, cool. And I got it, as you watch as an adult, like, you appreciate it a little bit differently. And you watch it, like, oh, he, he, duh. You know, that kind hey, of yeah, thing. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I always <laughs> like that, um... <laughs> episode of the simpsons when adam west is at, is at the car show oh, yeah. and starts dancing <laughs> and then like bart like the... watch the way boy walk away yeah. slowly oh yeah he's like hey kids batman yeah. and they're like that's, that's not, not batman, batman. Oh, he's like, like michael keaton <laughs> he says something like that he's just like oh i'm pretty sure you guys are just familiar with the new batman yeah like oh then he just started like referencing himself like from like way back when and like all the all the Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> Julie like, Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> Give me Julie. Earth Kid yeah, or Julie, Julie Newmar, Newmar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, how come Batman doesn't dance anymore? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love, no, that I, love, I really, really learned to appreciate Adam West way more uh, after his Batman reign than before, you know. Uh, it was pretty good stuff, though. Yeah, that was a good one. <clears throat> Do you remember any... Um, 
like uh, Marvel comics or DC comics they were into, or were you more like the, did the cartoons do it for you? The really, cartoons always did it for me. You yeah, know? those are great. Um, you know, like uh, you're, are you referring to the X Men cartoons, right? Oh, the X Men or the Batman cartoons, uh, like oh, it's man. just. Uh, getting home Friday, I remember it was always Friday they used to play him, like watching Batman every single yeah. Friday after school. Yeah, Batman was really like, like you watch them now and they hold up, man. I think so. There are many, many movies. Uh, producer Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, those guys really, really, like I, you know, I have them all on DVD and I'm watching them again. Like, as a kid, you're just like, oh, it's great because it's cartoons, you know? And then you watch them now, like, man, these guys are really giving performances. There's some of these, like, wow, I'm watching them again and, like, Oh my god, that was beautiful. You know, like that was a cool Absolutely. performance, you know. I mean, because it's not just because it's an animated show. I mean, there's lots of, you know, just like funny cartoons or whatever. Yeah. Watching like maybe Tom and Jerry. Whatever, well, it's the same you know? guys that did uh, uh, Tiny Toons. It's the same producers. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then, you know, this was like still more serious. It wasn't like, you know, all jokes or anything. It's yeah. not like, you know, I'm watching it to be entertained. It just had this element maybe. But I didn't get that as a kid. As you a know, kid, I was got to be entertained. Was, yeah. But it's still, it was still cool, you know. It's, like yeah. watching it, not that I really got into like any like deep philosophical like references see, or I anything. See, I did. I see. That's the that's the point because I I that really uh, completely changed my view. You know, I really got into philosophy for a long time, even still now. You know, not mm-hmm. that you ever get out of philosophy, right? But there was a point where I was. That's what I was studying in college. You know, and I remember that. I remember the episode that changed my life. Like where I looked at the outlook on on the world differently was called. Uh, the dream apparatus, or no, what dreams are made of? That's what it was dreams called. are made of. And it was by it was a Mad Hatter. Uh, I was the main villain, but um, so I had to be like six or seven when, maybe even five when the movie. Okay. Came. No, no, I had to be like six or seven because the 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 shows came out in ninety two, and I, and the episode was about um, Batman being in a dream, but he doesn't. The episode doesn't tell you he's in a dream. It, it, it shows you um, like him waking up, and and it's his whole other life. Like he's Bruce Wayne. Batman does. He's not Batman. He's a, he's Bruce Wayne. His parents are still alive. Um, uh, I was gonna say Michelle Pfeiffer. Selena oh. Kyle is his uh, is his girlfriend, and he runs the company with his dad. And he's like, this is wrong. Like he's the only one that remembers he's Batman, and uh, it's that whole thing. And anyways, you get cut to the end of the thing. He he finds out he wakes up, and he finds out that the the Mad Hatter kind of put him in this dream state where he made him like I gave you a perfect prison that you wouldn't want to wake up. How how you know how dare you that kind of thing. Hmm. So the whole time he's dreaming, and his his whole life was a lie type thing. And then um, and then I made just made me think like obviously it was a great episode, but it made me think like oh my god, what if that's now like it, oh right right well, yeah, yeah yeah as a six seven year old you're not doing the whole cause you we think about that we talk about that now obviously you know Matrix is probably more most mainstream mm. of those kind of movies that what if your dream or your life was a dream type thing. But I remember thinking that back then, like, oh my god, he's right. A Truman Show was another one that did it for oh, me Truman as Show. I got older. But Batman was the first one for me that really made me question, like, am I dreaming right now? Or, like, what is real? What's existence? You know? Oh, right, 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 right. Dude, like, um, that's why I have to give so much credit to those BTAS, the Batman the Animated Series, BTAS uh, shorts or the, the uh, episodes because there's a lot of really, really great stuff they were doing there. And while they weren't worried about making it for kids or adults, they were just right. worried about making good art. Right. And they did, man. Yeah. It's very noir. I think that's just what I liked about that's it because it had a too. feel to it, you You're, know? like Great point. You know, like, that's what I mean, like, not to compare it to, like, you know, like a goofy cartoon or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know? It just had this element, you know, maybe I didn't understand it at the time. I just know that, I, like, I got this feel when I would watch it, you know? It's like... Something dark is very dark. Yeah, you know? and it definitely felt like another time where it was like noir but modern, but still okay. at the same time elements of the past, and at the same time, but still very much like modern technology. So neo noir, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess you could put that a... because I would put that in the same like Dark City, which was a neo noir exactly. film, and exactly. I would put that in that kind of exactly. or even Lost Highway. Lost Highway. Yeah, okay, that's a good another. Yeah, movie. man, I didn't even think about it until you said that neo noir. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah because it's still like, like contemporary, but it still has those elements where it's like it doesn't past, necessarily have to be mm-hmm. you know in that you even know, the feel of it, the cars were. Exactly. Old-fashioned. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So right. maybe I didn't really grasp everything all at once. I just know I liked it. Yeah. You of know. course. Yeah. As a kid, I think that's all we do, though. You know, we don't know what, why, but we know we do. But you still think. I don't know if like everybody like is like that. You watch something or you see something, or you hear something, whether it's a movie, book, song, whatever, and it just kind of like I don't know. I space out a lot. I used to have oh, like yeah. such a big problem with that when I was a kid. Yeah. So like even like if I'm, I'm not doing with that at work right now, no. Not <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just used to have, like, a really, like, huge, like, issue with that. Not that it was an issue for me, but, like, being, like, uh, at school, I remember I would get in trouble all the time just yeah, because just I used to be, off. like, hey, hey, like, what's the answer number one? I'd be, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got to pee. Like, <laughs> oh, number one, what? <laughs> but, like, I remember, you know, like, I would just, like, go off on, like, these tangents in my head. And 
but by the time I kind of like snap out of it, it's like, oh man, like what are we reading? Like what chapter are we on? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's got to be kind of awesome, like getting lost in deep thought, you know? Because I was yeah. never ever like I always always like daydream, but I was always kind of like vigilant, where like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, we're here in this point where if they ask me something, like, oh, you know, whatever. But uh, like, I would love because every movie you ever see where a kid daydreams, he's completely in a different world. Yeah, that's yeah, how I was. That's, that's awesome. exactly that's how it be was. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it was cool for me just because yeah. it's like being in school, bored, like teachers right, teaching something, yeah, but I'm just kind of looking out the window and. It's like I see like a bird fly by, and then I start thinking like, what if I was a bird? And then I like picture myself as a bird, like flying over like all these yeah, streets that I know, whole and then story. and it just like goes off. That's you know? not even like a big like. Uh, did you read? Have you heard of this book called The Straight A Conspiracy? The Straight A Conspiracy. Yeah. No, it's a really good book by Hunter Montz. And uh, so give it, oh, shout out, whatever, provoke. But it's a really good book because, uh, and I was thinking about this because when Tommy, our first few meetings with the teachers, um, you know, he's improved a lot more now, but they were saying like, oh, you know, he spaces out of our, or, um, or he does a lot of like, oh, you know, he's got trouble paying attention every now and then, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. And I was always thinking, well, he's a boy. He's going to, and I, well, and I was only getting like smart ass responses to the teachers because uh, that book, Trade Computers, says how, I think it was in the 70s how um, that's when the school curriculums literally started catering to girls. So huh. that's why, like, you have eight-hour-long days because really you're not for, – for guys, you're not meant to learn that way. For girls, it's easy to learn that way because that's how – for them, evolutionary-wise or biolo- biologically speaking, that's best for them to learn. For boys, it's best for them to learn, like, in increments at a time oh, because okay. they're always like, oh, like, you're supposed to learn for 20 minutes go out and play, come back for another tournament. Like, that's how it's supposed to be because of, like, uh, hunter-gatherer type things. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it has, that's why you're constantly Very spacing evolutionary. Out. Well, in what we, well, modern society now, oh, he has ADD, let's put him with some pills. Gotcha. That kind of bullshit, it's really not supposed to be, like, like you don't have ADD, you just have a hunter's instinct. Every every kid has that, and that's why, as a kid, before you hit that uh, post-puberty thing, you're right. obviously wanting to go play oh let me go play here oh then i'll come back that kind of thing because it's the hunting mode you're you're always oh, wow. you're and that's where you, your intention span can't be focused on one thing because if you're in the woods like um evolutionarily speaking if you're in the woods and you're focused on one thing you're gonna get eaten or you're gonna or you're right gonna, yeah you're not gonna pay attention to what needs to be over here and then that's that's that like this very uh primal survival mode exactly it's, it's, exactly uh, i guess human nature you yeah know? it is you're right absolutely right human nature and for and for boys specifically that's that's why uh it, uh, the school curriculum is kind of sexist because it caters only to women when it should be for, and it forces boys to adapt to the whole and then you're getting the boredom thing that adapts then you're getting the daydreaming thing that because it's just you're hmm. trying to do something to keep your mind vibrant off things oh, but what yeah. happens you get suppressed by you, but you get suppressed by pill you know it's the whole white people I mean first world problems oh you know he has ADD he has trouble focusing let's give him these pills that kind right. of bullshit it's, not, it's really not supposed to be like that at all you know yeah yeah, that's why I never gave a shit about it, like, Tommy specifically, because, like, it's just, you know, you're not supposed to learn. It's natural, like... And I would tell him, like, look, it's not your fault, it's, you're not supposed to learn this way, but just try to, you know, you, you know, that, you know, it, it, you know, it's not your fault, I'm not bugging you, but just try doing this thing it's, this way, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit, yeah. Huh. But that's Very funny what you told me. Dude, that's still awesome man, that you could that you just space out and like for like, and then you're completely in a different because I yeah, can never do that completely, and I always have to be like, oh, like, oh no, I'm aware of my surroundings, even though I'd be thinking about like, oh, what is this? Like? But it's, I always picture you know on movies like, oh, you're you you go off into your other another you're daydreaming. Oh yeah, yeah. And then man. next thing you know, the bell is about to ring. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like it's like always like a trip. Like cause sometimes I get like I would get like really like into it. Like, whatever, you know, I was thinking about, like, where, um, it was almost like, um, the only way I would know how to describe it would be, like, uh, in Inception. Remember Inception? Yep, absolutely. You yeah. know when they were, like, um, it was, like, towards the end where they were, like, in different dream layers? Yes. They would, they would kind of, like, snap out from, like, one, I guess, realm to another? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it would feel like. I'm just kind of, like, in whatever, and then, like, when I would snap out, it was like, oh, like, oh, oh here oh, I damn. am. Like, I yeah. Think, yeah. <laughs> just for, like, a split second, not that bad where I'm, like, I totally lost like touch with reality but you ever have dreams like that where you woke up and you're like oh shit i'm in bed you know i'm here at home or anything like that uh probably more like like waking up and like oh my gosh thank you that was just a dream thank oh you really so much <laughs> oh like i'm like literally so thankful that yeah. that was just a dream that whatever i was dreaming about did not happen like um i had yeah. uh two uh we're almost out of time so i'll, t- I'll make this quick but we- i had two dreams while i was away in iraq right uh, I guess they were a gift, but at the same time a curse. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Because 
they were two uh, it's happened twice where I dreamed I was home and I dreamed I was with my family and I dreamed I was with the kids or, or with the world going at only at first and, and Jackie and I'm home and like I'm literally like it's it's like a week home I'm like oh my god is it too and then I wake up and I literally like I wake up and it, and I and I woke up thinking I was back home in Long Beach like and then I get up and I look around and, and oh no I'm in Iraq oh, <laughs> and man. it was the most depressing fucking wake up of a dream I've ever had and it happened twice and at the same time I look back and I'm like but nah if you consider it it was kind of a gift because you got a little taste of home oh, okay because yeah. I really felt home I really really did but at the same time there's nothing more devastating because even when I woke up I was like. I'm not, and you're expecting, you know, Jackie next to you or someone, or you're just expecting your room. Right. And you know, you're not. <laughs> oh, man, nowhere near it. Huh? Yeah, and it's, and it's, I don't know how to look at it. I guess, like I said, as a, uh, as a gift. That's pretty good. Or as a curse, but it's, it's, because at the same time, really, when you're over there, you don't want to know about home. I really didn't want to call home. I didn't want to write home. And, uh, but you got, you know, you have to do it for your loved ones. Yeah, the writing actually doesn't not a big deal because it's actually oh I like you know I like to write you know like, and I, and that was really cool but the calling home like dude I, I don't want to say goodbye again why do I have to keep oh, calling man. home it was one of those things you know and yeah. uh, so you kind of just kind of push that stuff away you don't you you want to just do your time and get out I don't know it's weird to explain I don't know if you understand or how if you could he's just trying to get it over with whatever you have to do just trying to do this yeah but you know they're missing you and you know they're expecting a phone call every now and then. And that kind of shit, and you're like, oh, okay, let me do it. so it's kind of you're kind of forcing yourself to do that thing, and you really don't want to. But like I said, those dreams, like, oh my god, like those are some of the most realistic dreams I've ever had, and I hated them for it. You know, <laughs> like god damn you, you know, that kind of. No, oh, I get you. I yeah, get I, you. I love that stuff, but, but the whole dream thing, like, um, you know what I started doing? Uh, you know, when I travel, usually I travel to the East Coast or anywhere where it's at least two hour time difference. Oh, okay. Which really, really sucks because. Um, uh, if you're coming from the west coast to the east coast, uh, like you know where I work, I you gotta get up like at five in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's already three in the morning for me, right? Just the way you're. Oh, okay. Goes. Not only that, the worst the the worst part of that is like when you're going to sleep, it's ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock over there, and you're like, you gotta be to sleep right already because you gotta wake up, and it's gonna feel like three o'clock in the morning for you. Well, it's only eight o'clock here, <laughs> so you're not even feeling it. Right. So by the time you're even starting to feel tired, it's about midnight. But now you gotta wake up. Like, you know, it's, it's just really, really tricky, huh. and it sucks because you 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 get fucked over both ways, <laughs> and then uh, so you know I I take a lot of sleeping pills when I get over there, but I started doing this thing where I listen to Theta Beam. Are you familiar with Theta Beams or Gamma Beam, uh, Gamma Rays? Gamma Rays? Not Gamma Rays. Uh, you mean binaural beats? No, uh, no, but they, they in binaural beats they it's what you're li actually listening to are Theta waves. Excuse me, waves. Oh, and okay. Gamma waves. Uh, where they they pump a, a, like a certain thing to your that puts you in a transient state. It's 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 like a wave that like um, yes. it's not. I guess it's unconscious. It's not like you can. Uh, like, I think subconscious. Yeah, subconscious. Yeah. Right. Where you can't just like listen to it. Like okay, I get what's going on. Like it's. Yeah, they have them on. If you ever look it up on YouTube, just look up either gamma waves or theta oh, okay. waves on YouTube, and they have like literally like two hour long videos of nothing but that. Okay. And yeah, like yeah. you put your headphones, in, and it's not even audible. It's not. It's really not that loud, but it's just like a like a, a certain baseline. No, no, I get you. I yeah, get you. And oh. it's really really weird. It's like hacking your brain. That's what it's that's what it's supposed to do. Now, uh, I think what they sell it as is putting you in like some kind of uh, state. Of transient state, oh, some okay. kind of a uh, 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 Ural, Ural plane, ethereal plane, excuse ethereal, me. gotcha. That you know, the, the guys that are into the hokey pokey bullshit of it, like the yoga, you know, that very kind of thing. astral, yeah, astral, astral projection type shit. They, they say that's what it puts you is with the meditation, okay. But, but I mean, like I like I said, it just like after a few sleep pills, I put that on, and that's what I go to sleep with. Um, either that or my, my sleep mix, you know, oh, yeah, uh, different yeah. depressing songs, <laughs> but you know, those theta waves or the gamma waves, uh, I usually put those on sometimes and that's when I have the trippy dreams so I don't know how much of it is me like uh, actually being it's not like astral projection or anything like that mm -hmm. I haven't had that experience yet. oh same and I would like to don't get me wrong I'm uh, I'm open to it if it's real <laughs> hey you know hey subconscious listen to myself right now tell me you know put me like, well I mean there's like different ways like say like lucid dreaming for example it's more of that actually lucid I you actually have more lucid dreaming with the theta wave things you know there's like different things that you can do I like I don't remember like all the steps there's like these things that you can like train yourself to do you know every yeah. single night before you go to bed yeah I've heard of that the whole like like open a door between have you heard that one there's like these 
triggers, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Something about light switches or... Uh, the light switch thing? I've heard that one, too. I've heard the uh, every time you enter a room, turn on the light or something like that just to make sure you're not dreaming. Right. Or open the door or knock on the door or something like that, yeah. Or try to read because you can't read or... Uh, you can't, I guess uh, the right side of the text? brain, left side of the brain. Wait, you which know one? where that's from? That's from uh, Batman. That same episode I was telling you about. Oh, really? Where he try? That's how. It, that's his first clue into thinking he's living a dream. He tries to read some of the books, and they're scrambled. And uh, and um, that's from that. That from, almost sounds familiar. Uh, well, that's from the episode I was just telling you about with the Batman episode. Right. Though, but um, I man, I should have mentioned it earlier. But yeah, that's his first clue to like realizing he's in like what is going on in this world. Right. Is aside from his parents' pretty life, he goes to the library, tries to read a book. And it's gibberish, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and and something about what the dreams are on the left side of the brain and reading and writing is on the right. right side of the brain, something like that, yeah. Um, but the, the weird thing about that is I have read in dreams before, and I've had that's what I'm trying yeah. to that's what I'm trying to think because yeah. I remember this one specifically. I don't remember the rest of the dream. I don't even think it had anything to do with whatever I was dreaming about. Yeah, it's a uh, like like some kind of like CIA like uh, like center like uh, I don't know like headquarters. Mm-hmm. Center where there's like TVs everywhere and computers and like people working at them, and I remember like I'm just like standing like in front of like this whole like like a wall of just like you know TVs and prompters or whatever. Yeah. And I think I'm reading. Like I think I'm reading. Yeah. I don't remember what I was reading, but I think it actually like. Well, I guess like it made sense in the sense that they were words, even yeah. though like they were probably like grouped together. And I don't, I, I, I wanted to think like, oh shit, because I remember in the dream thinking like, oh shit, I shouldn't be able to read this. Wait, I'm reading this, so is it true? Is it bullshit or not? I remember thinking that in my head while I was reading it, like, man, is that is that bullshit or not? is that not true? Because I'm reading it, or does right, it, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. So I yeah. always thought that was pretty interesting, like, yeah, um, and uh, look at yourself in the mirror. That's another oh, thing. Oh, really? I haven't heard of that one. It was something. I just remember, like, uh, when... I, I don't even remember. I was, like, little. I was probably, like, in maybe elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was, I uh, remember we used to live over there on uh, Long Beach Boulevard? Yeah. It was, the, the, the two houses? Back in the back in the day, yeah. I remember, like... Like, I don't even remember, like, what the rest of the dream was, but I would never forget this part. Where, like, I'm, like, in front, like, in, like, that front lawn where you used to live. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, the, you know, one of those, like, tall mirrors? Yep. Like, I'm standing right in front of it, and I could see myself. And I remember, like, I had, like, this yellow polo shirt and, like, these gray pants. And then, like, behind me, and I'm looking at myself, but behind me, I just saw fire. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, clouds and storm and fire. Yeah. Like, that's all I remember from the dream. But I remember I was, like, looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. It was, I don't know if it ever meant anything or amounted to anything. Or... You, know, you know, I do have, you know, a few of those books where, like, dream interpretation. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Y'all yeah. Home, yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought, I was just fascinated, like, oh, that does make sense. After you read it, like, oh. In a way, yeah. Because most of it, I look at it as, uh, obviously, non-mystical. Any dreaming I do is all psychological, non-mystical, you know. But they always do have that approach to it, at least whoever, like, writes it, yeah. that there's supposed to be, like, this, you know, this cosmos thing. There's, like, the microcosm and the macrocosm, just, like, the way the whole universe is unified. Yeah, synchronicity like, of it, yeah. yeah. Probability, actually, I think they, they they refer to it as. Yeah, but I, I just thought, you know, I, to me, like, I want to doubt everything spiritual. Like, anything, like, I, just give me a scientific reason, right. first and foremost. Aside from, like, look, I get it, the faith thing, trust me, I get it. I grew up in the church and all that stuff. But just, I need hard evidence to convince the people who aren't going to be open-minded. You know what I mean? Okay, that's, yeah, how I, yeah. that's how I would look at it more. Because while I am open to things like that, and obviously I, I would be, you know, like, oh, if there is, uh, like, I'm not going to be, uh, I'd be more agnostic about it. I, mean, I won't be an atheist about it. Uh, I'd be absolutely open to it. Uh, or even myself, who I am a creationist. I am a creationist. I'm not mm-hmm. an evolutionist. But um, I'm, it doesn't matter because I need something to counter the people who aren't going to be uh, uh, creationists or aren't be evolutionaries. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be the first one to call you on your bullshit. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> so like if so, like, uh, uh, like if I'm talking to a Muslim or a Buddhist or it, whatever religion you are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. It doesn't matter though but because like, they're all creationists. They're all mm-hmm. believe in God deities. There's uh, always or, like this origin and uh, 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 monodeity? Yeah, Mono- yeah, monotheism. Monotheism, yeah. there you go. But th- so whatever God it is, uh, you know, what to whoop, 
Uh, I'm gonna be the first one to call you, even though like I'm gonna I'm gonna take the role of the atheist to call you on your bullshit because I need you. I need to prove to you first, right? Because if I'm gonna convince you, it's easy to convince you. I need to convince the atheist. You know what I mean? Or if, if convincing, if I ever uh, just playing devil's just, advocate, just exactly, it, you know? exactly, yeah, that kind of thing. Is that so? I always took that to uh, with that kind of dreaming stuff. Like I'm not gonna go the mystical route here. I'm not gonna go with like oh spiritually this is what that means or anything like that. I need mm-hmm. to know what it means. Sign, uh, 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 psychologically, let, let me try to explain it with science first and foremost before anything. That because Patty would always like text me her fucking dreams, and uh, my sister Patty, uh, Patty, I love you, but she's always texting <laughs> me her dreams. I'm like, oh shit, that's what this means. This, but I know she's asking me to like, I know she's really telling me like, what does this mean in the universal sense? You know, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, like everything, uh, I guess beyond like, I guess yeah, whatever's yeah. like comprehensive yeah. or and I was like no reality this is what this means like and, and, you know what's really awkward because my mom uh my mom once like oh steve can you just you know can you um uh interpret this dream for me and then like we're at dinner like we're went to go eat like at a restaurant mm-hmm. and i'm like i already know what it means <laughs> and it had to do with like my parent my parents getting divorced oh wow yeah but she's like doesn't know or doesn't not realize it and i'm like uh i don't think you want me to interrupt right now it's not really like trust me mom you don't want to know what this means <laughs> so like oh, it, it was that kind of thing like uh that's super awkward for me mom but trust me you don't want to know what this is uh, it's gonna ruin dinner like we'll talk oh, yeah, about yeah. it later if you want if you really want to know kind of i'll send you a link <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll text you. I'll text you, mom. Thanks, though. Yeah, that kind of thing. Man, what an age to live in. Look, we're we're coming to an end, but dude, I'm loving this. This is one of my favorite. So far, it's been one of my favorite ones. I love the dream. Oh yeah, talk. I, love I, the, I got some more stuff. Man. I love the comic book talk. So let's put a pause in it, and we'll continue on the next episode. All right? Sounds good. All right. Um, this has been Snooze and Poos, and I still don't have a fucking send off. <laughs> we, we were supposed to figure oh. it out. I just remembered. Um, uh, see you on the flip side. There see you on go. The flip side. That's dude, it. my Snooze. <laughs> well, that would be my setup. What's your gonna be? Uh, uh, all right, this is this is my scene. I'll see you the flip side. Uh, I'm still working on it. Like, just bear with me. <laughs> all right, man. Cole right. goes in here. That's, <laughs> there that's you all go. I got right now.